Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Who they're really talking? You just can't go one time without. <laughs> no. Hi, everyone. It's We may have switched hey, to only doing an episode every other week, but I still disappoint Zach every time with mentioning Joseph's Gordon-Levitt when I hit record. <laughs> now I'm just disappointed bi-weekly instead of weekly. <laughs> exactly. It's great. You, you you don't have to suffer as much as normal. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to need to bring Joseph Gordon-Levitt like, in this someday. I bet I could get a hold of him. If I offered to like sell my soul to hit record, he'll come I'm on. I'm sure show. He, he he's a YouTuber. Like we could get him. We could get him. It's possible. <laughs> I'll tell Just him that his move. character uh, in um, Five Hundred Days of Summer was uh, the hero, and he'll come on. Oh, oh my god! Uh, we'll we'll compliment his new like Apple Plus show or whatever. He's yeah. On. Neither of us have Apple Plus, but we'll pretend we do. I wish I did. Me too. You know? Ted Lasso, I don't know him. Who's that? Ted Lasso, that, that Shyamalan show. Like, yeah. Plenty of stuff I would watch. There's a new new Ma show. Not Ma, Octavia <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> where I guess she's a true crime podcaster, which like, I would watch that. Oh my God, that's not I know, great. like actually. <laughs> Guys, I pogged just now. Courtney literally... It's funny that, thing that I won't say. Um. Anyway, we'll get we'll get Apple TV, Apple Plus, whatever it's called someday. I think it's Apple TV Plus. Is that it? I know. Uh, Isn't that because I got bad. a new? I have I my computer at work finally updated to Big Sur, so it's at the bottom now, like uh, of the. And I'm like, I don't, I can't use that. I can't, what do you want me to do with that? I, I literally I just removed it the... from my dock as you said that because exactly. I, I had it too. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Um, okay, <laughs> guys, it's our 50th episode. Wow. And I think this is how we're going to go about it. Not because we planned it, but because I'm coming up with this, like how I came up with the plot of the podcast, like truly out of my ass last minute. We're going to celebrate our 50th episode the way that yeah. like most yeah. women want to celebrate their 50th birthday they would rather it not be acknowledged um so yeah pretend it pretend it's our 30th episode exactly (laughs) i am not dissing any middle-aged women you 50 is not old stop i think we need to stop acting like that's a bad birthday it kills me when i see people who are like i turned 40 my life's over what are you talking about you're 40 like you're in your prime yeah what i say as i get existential dread over the creeping age of my own birthday this week as we're recording it it will have already passed by the time you listen to this so if you're listening to this now and this is the first time you're hearing oh it was Zach's birthday I I refuse to take your birthday (laughs) just don't give him him. I'm still gonna give you one but <laughs> if you want them from me, it's okay from me. I, yeah, I, I get the birthday pass. Nah, just kidding. Um, Say whatever yeah. you want. I don't care. I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So this is the 50th episode. I I I wish that we would have planned something, but we we are too busy and. <laughs> 
so the the stretched thin is the word the phrase i'm gonna use right now <laughs> here's how i'll celebrate i've i've brought courtney a surprise i'm putting it on the table of the recording booth oh we're in God. we we share a recording booth mm-hmm. got a little wrapped gift present courtney what could be inside courtney's peeling off the layers of packaging it's okay we're not gonna reuse it just rip right into it you know courtney opens the package and it plays the funniest sound effect that she can think of <laughs> like whatever is courtney's like favorite funny sound effect <laughs> it played just now <laughs> that's what happened when Chopin and like a little firework came out wow. <laughs> that was the sound that played and now the sprinklers <laughs> yeah we yeah let, we let a combustible inside the recording studio now our rent yeah go there's up. just a mess everywhere it's combining with my fucking menthol cigarette smog that i pollute up into the air <laughs> and now we are on fire <laughs> yep um we didn't start the fire this isn't a spiritual <laughs> i i love peter gabriel <laughs> you're just confusing kira and i like we, have, we each have our own old bald white men like let don't confuse us call us what back-to-back podcast parentheses ape love theme no don't make me talk about phil collins right now it's no one i re- rewatched tarzan it's it's on the brain tarzan's you know? great and i do think that phil <laughs> collins music in tarzan is great however if your entire argument for someone being a great musician hinges on the fact that they did music for a disney movie versus someone who does score for a martin scorsese yeah, that, picture, did you did you know that he did the music for last temptation of christ the movie that 90% of the population has it seen. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Scorsese. Scorsese? Scorsese? Marty. Scorsese. Whatever. You say it again. Scorsese. It's Scorsese, Scorsese. I no, don't no, no. Say, say it how you said it before. Scorsese. When I say say Scorsese. I get, I get, um, I get self-conscious because my a is bad. I'm, yeah. Let's do it back and forth like a spark song. You say how you say it, and I say how I say it. You say tomato, I say tomato. Is that Sondheim? I refuse to sing Sondheim on this podcast. I'm sorry, Sean, but I also refuse to sing Sondheim on this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm just to divert. I'm going to pop a quick poll on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, go to Twitter right now. Uh, the poll will say, is Tarzan the most sexual uh, Disney movie? And it's going to say yes or no. Vote for uh, which one you think. I say yes. It's up there for sure. It was on this rewatch overtly sexual. Wow. But but no, no like Clayton Core, which I'm pretty pissed at because he kind of slept on hottie of the Disney canon. I know that they like lost the rights, I'm pretty sure, but like I'd love to see him at like Boobash, but I don't think he's going to be there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I think you're right. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that I think you're right. Yeah, no, I do. Um, sure. Right about, about what? I want you to say it out that loud. That Clayton is a slut on Disney Hottie. Um, a whole slate of Clayton thirst picks. 
I just googled, okay? Oh, look at that figure. <laughs> There's some very suggestive Clayton fan art and cosplay and I hate the cosplay. And McDonald's toys. <laughs> <laughs> um he's uh, a bad man well also brian blush like oh take me to the gorilla it's the best voice what's something that he he could say give me a thing to say <laughs> um I'm gonna burn the jungle down. I'm going to burn the jungle down. <laughs> I've converted. No, no, Clayton. I, I know you're bad. I didn't think you were that bad. Is it no, Clayton? Don't do it. Anyways, ape love theme tangent over. Don't convert. <laughs> You're too hot. You're so sexy. So sexy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, Beck. We've got some Beck hits. This They're not hits. They're not yeah. like, I don't mean they're not hits. I mean, they're not popular like radio songs, but they're, they're not popular. Songs. They're they're in that Beck limbo where like they have Wikipedia pages. So they're That's... at least like somewhat known, but you go to the page and there's like either barely information or what they have is just like on whiskey clones. So you're like, eh yeah the thing is is the first one there's lore so that's why there's a wikipedia page don't quite know why the second one has a wikipedia page i'll i'll be because there's like nothing oh it's on a single one. it's a single that's why okay i mean they're both good we like or i like great. the songs great sure. i did too so there's no back news he hasn't been really doing anything i think he's gone to a few like shows i know he saw annette at the hollywood forever <laughs> cemetery we, we did see that yeah which um everybody I still have not seen annette i need to no spoilies yeah really. no no spoilies everybody watching it will uh you know courtney i've courtney has expressed interest in seeing it and uh We'll we'll watch the Sparks documentary Someday. sometime, maybe in September or something. I don't know. We we also just need to pick a night at this I point, know. and like we can do it where there's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. We got stuff going on. Got to watch a net. We're, we're busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I just need to watch Duck Hills for eleven hours straight. Like I have more. I clearly have more important things to do than yeah. the podcast. Are Are you, you know? a Sparks fan, Courtney? I do like Sparks. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. No, I'm familiar with the music, so I... If you're a Beck fan, you should totally listen to Sparks. It's obviously not, like, a comparison, but, like, you know, fun, influential to weird music. Time. For sure. And, like, you'll be able to hear it, I feel like. Favo oh, yeah. wants a playlist. I made one recently. Just let me know. I'll send it to you or I'll post it somewhere or whatever. They're great. I love them a lot. They're getting a lot of love. It's making me happy. And knowing that Beck, like, did go see Annette, and I'm sure specifically to, like, support his favorite band, Sparks, makes me, like, really happy. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very healthy. <laughs> it's super sweet. Yeah, he hasn't really been doing anything else, though. Um, so nothing really there. I've not discovered any more of Damon Alburn's acting career, so we don't really have anything to go on there. Thank God. Um, I'm still so, recovering from last time. Aren't we all, honestly? <laughs> um, I guess let's uh let's get on here. Let's go. Yeah. So the first song we got 
is truck driving neighbors downstairs from mellow gold which uh is also called yellow sweat and this is a song that ever since i started liking back like i'm a this is this is insight into my personality i'm a press play shuffle on all of my like spotify songs that's one of my toxic traits <laughs> so this song will just come up and i always skip it because it scares the shit out of me because it's the yelling at the beginning it's just the guy saying come on motherfucker like and i'm like no not right now but it's i great. told courtney oh. when she started playing this song i literally thought that like it started playing like a video that she had open like in the background or something because yeah. it legit like scared the shit out of me <laughs> So that's like, I always, like, I think of the song and I feel like this is like one of the one back songs that my Spotify is always like, no, you're going to get this as you shuffle through your, into all of your like songs, you're going to get this one. And I'm like, okay. It's like, uh, it's like how with Lord Only Knows, like, starts with yeah. screaming, and yeah. that's like, ah, skip it. But then, like, you actually play it, and that's like, oh, okay, this is, like, really chill. Exactly. <laughs> it's that I'm so scared of confrontation that a man yelling, come on, motherfucker, I'm like, no, next. And then it's, like, an OMD song or something, and I can, like, calm down. <laughs> uh, this is a great song, though. And, like, this is a great song. Yeah. The lore, my God, there's a whole story behind it. It is a true story. It is a ballad. I would call this a ballad. This to me has the same energy of like, like a Johnny Cash prison ballad, right? But it's, but it's the 90s. <laughs> and you can tell yeah. it's the 90s. <laughs> I get what you mean. Like, the closest thing I can compare it to is, uh, did you ever watch shut up little man or like know like what that is no (laughs) it was a series of like audio recordings and they like made a documentary about it later like looking into it and it's about this person or these people or something like that i can't remember Mm -hmm. that just like recorded audio of their neighbors fighting just all the time like fucking yelling their heads off at each other and the thing that one of them would always say though was shut up little man (laughs) they're so insane everybody for sure like watch the documentary it's a great like breakdown of it and it's like the first thing i think of when i hear this because it's a similar story like beck like capturing his neighbors just fucking going at each other (laughs) And they're really, I don't know if you've experienced it, but there is nothing like hearing your neighbors fight. Like, it is scary. I've been there. Never never to the degree of oh, like, yeah. what Beck's talking about, because this sounds awful. I had, like, a, 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 a boyfriend-girlfriend, and it was not at all, like, a physically abusive. It was nothing like that, thank God. But it was just, like, they constantly, they were that type of couple where it was, like, the fighting was pathetic. Like, they weren't actually, like, he never called her a bitch. Like, it was never anything, like, like, they were quite respectful of each other, but they would constantly be on the verge of breaking up. So it'd be like a, you're my world, like, how are you? Like, but just screaming it, like, crying, screaming all the time. Like, she'd be on the sidewalk, like, 
blocking him from leaving. It was awful. But oh, this God. is like scary. They're like threatening each other. So it's like, even if that stressed me out, I can't imagine being in Beck's position. Have you ever experienced something like this? I, I have for sure. I'm, I'm thankful that my new place, like, or like my current place I'm at, I haven't heard much fighting. Uh, worse I've heard is uh, fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's an entirely different song. But yeah, <laughs> mainly like in college, for sure. There was yeah. there was lots of that, like in the place, like directly below me, just like really aggressive, often like 3 a.m. <laughs> like screaming. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> So the um he he called it in at a concert in '97. He introduced it by calling it a quote true life song. This is urban tragedy. This is a 1990s gothic tale of a duo of tragedy and self abuse, not to be exploited, not to be frowned down on, just to be heard. I love this bitch. I mean, I love it. Like it's great. <laughs> The, the the gravitas that Beck lends to this song is like great. I was so important, like stuff like that and like everything he describes about it, like the way he talks about it is so like operatic that feels very like cosmic in a weird way, even though like as he's saying, it's just like an encounter with people next to him, you know. I just love it a lot. I love the 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 feeling of this song and just like how he talks about it yeah do you want to read his quote about it or do you want me yeah, to? yeah I'd, I'd love to yeah Go ahead. <laughs> let's see uh buh, buh, buh. the third yeah. paragraph yeah 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 the opening sample is of that very fight and that's where the story begins beck recalls when i was recording the song in my living room and they were out front screaming at each other and i couldn't i had to stop recording my song <laughs> and it was strange because i was recording the music for the song i hadn't written words yet and i couldn't record anymore because they were too loud and i just left i had to leave because it was too hectic when i came back i had all this i had the song and then after they had this argument it's too bad I lost the tape that has the original argument because the argument went on for 40 minutes. It was unbelievable. I put two seconds of it on there. Pretty classic. But somebody out there has it. Another time, Peg calls it a special tape filled with horrible things that will destroy your destiny if you know what it is. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like the way he talks about it is so powerful, so impactful. Like this is clearly like, shaped him I yeah like. <laughs> no it is he he really paints the picture and like this you can already kind of feel that when you listen to the song and you listen to the words but like really like hearing that seeing that like as he said it, it adds even more to it it's just crazy it's one where like obviously you shouldn't have to have a backstory or lore to like appreciate something and i don't think you need it to appreciate the song but it certainly creates a whole new experience when you have the yeah. picture i i love this one too he also said i was so shook up by the thing that i pulled over on the freeway and i just wrote the lyrics out and then the next day came back and sang the lyrics over the song it was one of those experiences where life writes the songs which is good i love that way of describing it because like it's sounding like here that he doesn't apply that for like all of his songs it's yeah. not like how lynch gets all his ideas from like the pool of the universe or whatever but like 
I feel like that's a good description that could be applied to like a lot of Beck songs where I like the phrase life writes the songs. Like that's a very like, you know, goes with how he does it. Like very freeform, very abstract, very like, you know, worldly. Like I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I agree for sure. And it's funny because you get like, like he did that one interview the one time where the person asked him like what uh what's devil was there a devil's haircut and he tells that whole story about how he got that haircut and like I don't you know is that a true story probably not and that's told in a different way than this is that one you feel the cheekiness you feel the like Beck thinks he's in control of the the narrative and the conversation but when he's right. talking about this you can feel the sweat and the nerves yeah that he felt, which I just think it's funny to see the different modes and then he can, he can be shaken a little. <laughs> He's like, nah, this is real. <laughs> this is real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the lyrics are just, I mean, the way that, yeah, I don't know. Like, whiskey. There's, there, there, there's, a, there's a tangible grime to them. Like, yeah. they're, they're, very, they're very Hunter S. Thompson, like, Gonzo-esque lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean these lyrics just like fucking reek. They're they're wet and sticky. They got flies all around them. <laughs> I mean, growing hair like a shag rug on their greasy back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the last the last verse is come on honey, feel the grease. The beast is grease. Come on, honey, feel the grease. Oh my goodness, come on, honey, feel the grease. Ah oh, yeah, come on, lay it on me. The beast is grease. This is a real greasy strangler moment. I cannot, I cannot in good faith recommend that you all watch the greasy strangler, but maybe give it a shot. But God help you. If, I love it. You, but yeah, if you are of weaker constitutions, do don't. not watch the Christmas right? If you if you like the way that this song makes you feel, you'll love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, maybe skip it. Yeah. Um, yeah, whiskey stained bucktooth backwoods creep, grizzly bear motherfucker never goes to sleep. That is the worst neighbor you could ever have. <laughs> it's so funny (laughs) yeah shit kicking speed taking truck truck driving neighbor downstairs Mm -mm. i'm good i don't need to meet these folks (laughs) you're good (laughs) instrumentation is good too you know it's that mill gold rock and beck vibes yeah i like the sound of this one it's a good jam song that is a good jam song it's pretty simple but like it's to the point it's not like a bad simple it's just it's good yeah it is it's a jam like you said beck just loved the word shit kicking yeah (laughs) it's it's a great word that he loved and i really think people should bring it back shit kicking is a hilarious word it really works when he uses it because in the wrong hands shit kicking would sound super dumb like when i just said it but it works in this case (laughs) but i'll do it we can single-handedly bring shit kicking back you and i let's bring back shit kicking hashtag shit kicking the hashtag (laughs) shit kicking the shit kicking fandom is dying like and repost if you're a true (laughs) shitter (laughs) 
make that meme the uh, impact font uh put it over uh put it put it over like uh the the poo emoji from the emoji movie the one that was patrick played stewart. by patrick stewart yeah <laughs> fear true shit kicker fear true shit kicker follow your nearest dog follow them around like the end of pink flamingos wait for them and then once they do it go kick the shit with your shoe on yeah exactly put on a steel toed boot and go kick shit <laughs> yeah no no open toed shoes now you could get tetanus yeah don't good. don't don't squish it between your toes even though that sounds appealing i don't, I don't know how bad you know even though you want to really bad don't squish the little poopies <laughs> between your toes. okay i just learned something new about zach um, I, I had i had to kill a cockroach earlier and uh i hate the feeling <laughs> like the squish don't you no no i really don't <laughs> and, and jade was like <laughs> so like don't squish it with your foot like use a shoe or something i was like i was gonna use a shoe <laughs> it's I like with him, i'm gonna squish it between my little toes <laughs> i don't blame her for assuming that you would just step on it like i'm not you gonna just, lie i don't blame her for assuming i would just step on it with my bare foot and squish a dead cockroach in between my toes wait it was already dead why didn't you just scoop it up with a paper towel and put it in the garbage no i had i had to kill it yeah oh okay <laughs> she said i think you do anything and call it performance art <laughs> I, you know i am wearing my andy kaufman shirt right now Literally. So. <laughs> guys this is a really special episode so they did clearly like god did this for the 50th my wi-fi went out so i got to hit record again <laughs> this was all worth it just so you could make two hit record jokes in one episode joseph gordon let it busted down my door and he unplugged my wi-fi so that i could do it again thank you yeah gordon love it um you never got to play robin so there's that um, we, got, we got we got two joes we got we got brick and mysterious skin what more could you want <laughs> i don't know if i want those joes here with me great, every, great every, movies. Every, everybody watch yeah everybody watch a good joseph gordon film so we can stop shitting on don john for once <laughs> yeah he is very talented he's a talented <laughs> we have to remember that like he can be good he is <laughs> just you know maybe don't direct anymore oh what you don't like the hoobity booba of sleepity d or whatever fucking like weird <laughs> I don't know whatever this i don't know all i know is the t the thing that's coming out on apple tv plus hulu or whatever it's called um it just looks like half nelson and detachment two better you, movies you are telling me you don't you didn't love morgan m morganson's date with destiny or morgan and destiny's 11th date colon the zeppelin zoo and you're not gonna watch his latest hit series Mr. Corman on Apple TV Plus. Whoa. <laughs> oh no. Oh, this looks real. Uh, it looks real twee. <laughs> <laughs> that is putting it lightly. <laughs> I hate this so much. Um, See, the girl's name 
is destiny get it Just so like it's a it's a day days of summer <laughs> i like that movie but come on we <laughs> we we should put the two in back to back in parentheses <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Honestly, it's an interesting design choice. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, <laughs> it's on Tubi. Courtney said, "500 Days of Summer." Yeah, I'd watch it. It's good. I haven't watched it in years. I liked it in high school I, when I was scared of dating. <laughs> I, I've made no secret that I deeply romanticized that mid to late 2000s era, where like. Sundance shit was like the hit stuff of the movies, like Eternal Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine, Five Hundred Days of Summer. They all deal with suns and sums, and for some reason, but yeah, give me, give me that that shit. I agree. These those are written well. <laughs> unlike Don John, unlike <laughs> the I was gonna say. uh Marvel, but I am Martin Scorsese, or however you say it. <laughs> um, I'm afraid that I'm gonna have to stream Moon Knight because Ethan Hawke's playing David Koresh. Okay, moving on. Oh, now you're gonna see Moon Knight. Now you're gonna see. I was gonna watch it anyway because I like Oscar. Did I did I tell you my like confession for that? What? No. This is this is like an all that situation like all over again because like in an ideal timeline like i wanted to be moon knight like in the marvel cinematic universe there's a point in time where i was like i really want to be just like have my fame take off by being in the mcu but who could i be that's like not like a high risk like character i was like oh fucking moon knight (laughs) but now they're actually making moon knight because they fucking run out of heroes to make movies about literally um, anyways which our podcast is that why we're on right now <laughs> why am i on the moon Knight wikipedia page i should be on the <laughs> youthless wikipedia page because that's the second song we got are you done talking about the great first pivot song? great pivot let's I keep know. it going okay yeah. yeah we got we've <laughs> just go. been modern guilt left and right we're getting it almost every time i have literally no complaints i'm down it's great it's a great album that's a beck song no complaints right yeah <laughs> what album is that on that's on the information um which we have not <laughs> covered in ages but anyway we got useless And oh, did this song have a lovely little music video that Zach and I had no clue existed? Oh my god, I love this I'm just going to let you go. This is so for you. <laughs> this one's for you. I loved it too, but this is all you. <laughs> Cordy's letting me have it. Uh, ah, great video. Uh, I had to have it. Uh, Chris Moyes, I think I pronounced that right, uh, mm-hmm. directed it. I don't think I've heard of them, but I really love their style in this. The whole basically like idea of the video is just kind of all these different little puppets dolls knickknacks that all like 
kind of vaguely resemble Beck. They're kind of like, they're almost like different artistic interpretations like of him, I guess, and just all kinds of little mixed media, different styles. Like all the puppets are like animated in different ways and like uh, they'll have different names. Like we wrote off the town when we were talking about before, like uh, Beck to the Future and <laughs> Beckhoven. <laughs> shit like that it was really cute really great video really i called it Zatcore. i loved it a whole lot i might screen this at a music video night sometime because i liked it a lot this is a really fun video very visually creative it's exactly the kind of shit i look for especially in a beck music video i loved it a lot and went with a great song the song was great too this is definitely one that i really like off of modern guild really fun just a little bumping kind of song i like it a lot yeah, I th- this is one of my favorite songs off of Modern Guilt, and this one's surprised I just didn't know about the music video. Uh, yeah, same just for like it's a great song. It's a, one of those that feels very like kind of slow, burny, and like breathless a little. Like he's almost whispering to you, and yeah. I don't know. There's something about that feeling. Like it's not, it's not scary. It's more just like you're in on something that the people around you aren't. Like you're at a party with Beck, and he's whispering in your ear. Not in like a creepy or like sexy way, just like not in, in like a in like a mysterious way. Yeah, yeah. It's like why why are you whispering? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like all he's whispering is like a grocery list, but you're like, it's the fact that you're whispering that's like making this like kind of off. Like what gives? Um, I mean, I'm listening, but <laughs> the lyrics are a little better than 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 a grocery list. I'll say. <laughs> Um, I mean, <laughs> shake your seaside legs around dead of winter in a logo town. Signs of life are soft and flickering. Need a bed to lay my body down. Dead weight that you carry around. Hang your clothes on a chain link fence. This is great. Your mouth is full of wordless hymns and run on sentences. Ah, I feel that. I never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have a podcast. Podcasts are for people who don't know how to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Like how we just talked about Moon Knight for 15 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, and the chorus is great. The and we're helpless and forgetting in the backyard, in the background, backyard, Jesus, Courtney, in the background, <laughs> holding nothing, and they're youthless and pretending with their bare hands holding nothing. The phrase youthless is terrifying to me. <laughs> I hate it. Like the more I think about it, the more it just. you're you're scared by youthless yeah the concept of like someone being youthless someone not being able to have a childhood because of circumstances around them is awful like that's so sad to me but it's like benjamin button i mean more like (laughs) have to like are forced to become adults very quickly but sure like benjamin button (laughs) you know he was born as an old man he was but he got to be young later yeah upon his but old yeah Yeah, it's a conundrum he became a fetal he did how did he come out coochie old if he was like a grown-ass man he was little yeah wasn't he like kind of fetal when he came out but he was like old Old fetal fetal. like (laughs) yeah it's uh David Fincher's a great director. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's a great writer. Even his worst movie. (laughs) What's his worst movie? Benjamin Benjamin Button. Button. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. It's fine. Uh, That's not a diss. Like, I am. No, 
it's a, a bad David Fincher movie is a good movie. I say, at least at the time, I was a surprising Benjamin Button defender, even though I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during it. But it's long. Yeah. And I, don't get me wrong, I like to look at Brad Pitt, but for how yeah. long? Why? Why, when you Google David Fincher, the third image that comes up is Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Hey, it's no, it's no Mank. I haven't seen this movie in 2020. Mank. You still haven't seen Mank? No. We made such a face. You don't get to make a face at Mank until you've seen it. No, I don't know that it's the best movie of Miss, 2020, Miss though. gives five stars to anything. You will love Mank. <laughs> Just Do you want to know what the best movie of 2020 was? Uh, Citizen Kane. K from Criterion. <laughs> um, one second. Let me pull it up. You already know, bitch. You already I'm gonna make know. A, you, you know what it is, bitch. I'm going to make a suggestion. Oh, my God. Not You say a movie? It's a film. Is it? Technically, yeah. It's 715 minutes. I don't know. Okay, if it's not that, then it's this. So. Did you not like the Five Bloods? Okay, look. First of all, Beck was in the Five Bloods, so I kind of <laughs> have to like it. I forgot about that. <laughs> look for our 50th back, anniversary. Baby. We're bringing back our old classic jokes. <laughs> I did like it. I would call it comparatively lowerly. Like, as someone that like rewatched Bamboozled a while ago, I'm like, oh fuck, this guy can like really just like blow me the fuck away, like when he really wants to, you know. It was great. I liked it more than Black Klansman, pretty me sure. Too. But I, I love a I war know. film. I love a war film. I will admit, I'm biased because I love a war film. See, that's interesting. I wouldn't like peg you for that. I love a war film because I, I I usually struggle with war films. Oh. Maybe my favorite genre after horror, if you can call it a genre. I love war films. Really? Love them. <laughs> That's like really, wow, this is a revelation. Mm-hmm. Back to back, you know, I find out Courtney likes war movies. Courtney finds out I love squishing bugs and poop in between my toes. Exactly. We're learning so much. What a 50th up. Yeah, my favorite war movie is Come and See, probably. Oh, well that, yeah, that's great. I feel like it's the war movies that I really like are ones that, like, I struggle to even, like, fully consider war. Like, the Thin Red Line and shit like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is a war movie, but it's also, like, more than that. I mean, you got... <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, I mean, um, Full Metal Jacket, um, Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, um, <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July? <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July is a great movie. I mean, yeah, but, like... Hearing Courtney say, oh, I love Born on the Born Fourth of July. Born on the Fourth of July is an amazing movie. Oliver Stone did that. Platoon, this also. Just... <laughs> it's making me feel like I have such a, like, shallow view of you as a person. This person I've known for, <laughs> what, like a year? <laughs> Birdie is a war film, technically. I fucking These are, like, technicallys, though. Like, I, I didn't think okay, I'd hear Courtney say, I love <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> um, Jesus. I mean, I'm a Saving Private Ryan ho. Say what you will. Um, this is very interesting to me. Um, honest, what's the, what's the other Kubrick one? What's the World War One one? What? Uh, 
Paths of Glory is a For, great like, Paths song. Paths of Glory? Yeah. Wow. 1917 fucked so heavily. Should have. Okay, that was a banger. Weeped yeah. the Oscars. George Mackay. I love him. I love a war film. Yeah. We can talk about this more another time. I can give you a full list. <laughs> this is just so interesting to me. Like, it's just not something I would like peg you for like if you tried pegging me with like i don't know like a a victorian costume drama or something it's like oh like zach loves the beguiled like i don't know (laughs) does zach love the beguiled nah i don't either i I don't i don't either i love sophie don't like the beguiled (laughs) i don't like sophie either and hey i i love marie antoinette i do too i do love marie antoinette (laughs) um no i mean uh, yeah I have a lot of feelings like in my idea my number one ideal if I could remake any movie is, is born to, on the fourth of July no no, no, no. <laughs> it's to remake Pink Floyd the wall and make it more of a war film this is so okay like first thing it's it's my birthday I'm buying you a born on the fourth of July shirt <laughs> you gotta wear it <laughs> shirt that just says an impact font I love <laughs> Oliver Stone's born on the 4th of July. One of the few times I tolerate that weird tooth son of a bitch. Yeah, he ties in with us. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Willem's in that movie. Ah, that helps for sure. It's a great movie. It's great. It's so good. Sorry. I don't mean to keep it. It's just, I don't know. Why is it that surprising that I like born on the 4th of July? I don't know. Like it's an anti-war masterpiece. I know you were just obviously like one of my best friends. I know you. I love you. But like sometimes I still just view of the lens of like, oh yeah, that's like my creepy goth chick friend. But she also loves Oliver Stone's Tom Cruise hit <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> I don't even remember how we started talking about war films. <laughs> Um, I don't fucking know. I don't even have anything really uh, to say about yeah. Like, I love the music video. <laughs> no, this is a great song. Um, he, uh, Whiskey Clone's pointing out how he's talking about despair, and it's just a very despair-heavy song. Um, and in 2000, Whiskey Clone says that Beck said, I wrote a song in 1996 called Ready Made that has to do with being a sentient being in a business that requires you to be a machine that is sensitized and human to an extreme yet is capable of dispensing energy and emotion on demand when you're meeting 80 people a day and swimming in a fast-moving river of faces and conversations then playing for an audience every night and living on a schedule that tells you where you're going to be in six months to the hour part of you wants to just surrender and go through the motions i still try to make connections connections and feel related to where i am but it's a struggle profound back Way to go, Becky. <laughs> but yeah, that's I think that's what this song is about. It's just like trying to fight going through the motions. And that's a hard thing to do because I'm definitely queen of I will just fall into the rut and just keep going. It is, yeah. Oh, that's making me think like, oh, I need to like actually try like applying to new places and shit like that. Damn. Now the song like got me. Damn. Maybe now should... I now I feel like I was born on the fifth of July. I was just about to say maybe you should go watch Born on the Fourth of July. Of course, that I got the perfect movie for you. <laughs> it's not a happy movie. That's not. A happy movie. Um. 
Man, now I want to watch Born in the Fourth of July. Um, All right, guys, you can follow us on social at. <laughs> Go ahead, you can do just it. Gonna, I have nothing gonna else go to say. Watch just gonna go I'm watch Borat. I'm literally gonna log off. The episode's not getting edited. You're not getting an episode this week because I need to go watch. I'm sure it's two and a half hours long. Like, I guarantee it. I bet, yeah. Well, I'm, everybody at the various watch, while I watch, figure it out. Watch the music video for Youthless. Did, did, did you know this music video existed? Y'all are all bigger Beck fans than we are, so maybe Certainly. you did, but... <laughs> That was that was like a good happy surprise of the week. I really like that. I may go back and just watch that video again because I loved it a whole lot. <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed it. Oh my, that is so long. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> um, Fourth of July is 145 minutes for inquiring ears. Yeah, as opposed to Youthless, which is like three minutes. Short, so. very short. Definitely <laughs> prioritize that. Um, this is not the Oliver Two Stone podcast. It, that would break my will to live, to be honest. I love him, but my God. You see, I could watch Born on the Fourth of July or I could watch the music video for Youthless 48 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, y'all. We appreciate it. Thanks, you. everybody. Happy 50th episode. <laughs> Hope you hope you hold Wait. that sound effect that Courtney played close to your heart because it's the one thing we did to celebrate. One second, oh, okay. I have such a good bit. I have such. A good oh, bit. Courtney's good bit. I'm I'm riffing. I'm okay, riffing. Okay, are you ready? Oh, she's already got. Okay, great. <laughs> we were born on the thirtieth of July. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Make sure you check out other podcasts within our podcasting family. Zillennial Canon, where Kira and Adam discuss films on the millennial Gen Z cusp and how it shaped them as film fans. Aggressively Okay, where Adam and Joe cover all things pop culture and film. SeltzerCast, where Sean and Agass explore the bubbly world of seltzer. Dan for Life, where Nick, and sometimes Lauren, interview a guest through the lens of the seminal text, Dan in Real Life. Moody's Pod, where Nick and Aaron take the classic Amanda show segment Moody's Point and break it down episode by episode. Dadcast, where Jillian and the guests sit down to review a movie your dad probably fell asleep to on the couch. The featured players, where Bram, Beth, and Brendan talk about the weekly status of Saturday Night Live's featured cast. And I Was Scared too, a horror movie podcast hosted by Kid Cinema and Mr. Movies, a.k.a. Fashion JZT, where they talk about all sorts of spooky, scary movies. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> hey. Hey.